so today we have Idist, aka Taylor Masika, a hip hop and beat producer currently lives in Virginia, who has actually lived in Las Cruces uh, with me, you know, for because we attended a college class together for a bit, and there, that's where I got to know him a bit. And for those Savant fans, he, uh, you can find his music genre to be similar to Data Crush, so you can expect him to sound like one of Alexander's hip hop alliances. Right now, I'm gonna get in line with him, and I hope to see you there, guys. See you. Okay. Oh, uh, how how are you doing? Uh, how are you doing, man? Like, <laughs> I'm doing good, bro. You know, yeah. just staying busy. How are you doing, man? Pretty good. So, oh, like, did you want to give a short short intro sure. about your music? Uh, yeah, man. So my prod tag is idest. It means to put things in different words. So whenever I'm making music, uh, I try and convey emotions. So whether it's anger, fear, happiness, uh, con- contempt, whatever. Is that, is that an emotion? Contempt. Whatever emotion that I may be trying to convey, I make it through my music. So in a sense, it's like me putting it into other words. Mm-hmm. So uh, I make a mix of electronic music, uh, hip hop. Uh, I do hyper pop. Uh, trip hop as well um and i work at a radio station uh kgrt hot 103 uh kwml ksnm and i also used to record at a recording studio out in el paso texas called verified recording studios so um i also got my certificate in digital audio at dacc this past may uh yeah, and that's that's basically it. That's a brief introduction. And also for the, for those for the guys who don't know, DACC is basically a community college in Las Cruces. So I just wanted to fill fill you guys there. There you go. Mm-hmm. Dak. Uh, yep. Attack. <laughs> Dak. <laughs> Don Doniana Community College. Yeah, where dreams come true. Dreams come true. Or, or they, you know, horribly go wrong and crumble. Wrong. Yeah. And you just decide on just become a crack dealer. There you go. Or work at McDonald's for the rest of your life. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes you just got to have the ambition to take things into your own hands and roll with it, you know? Yep. So that's what I, that's what I ended up doing. Yeah. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Skirt ski. Yep. So like, what, what city? What city do you live in currently? Like, so right now, I got a scholarship out to uh, Full Sail in Florida. So just unfortunately, with COVID and everything that's going on in the world right now, they're not offering any classes uh, in person. So I'm taking a year right now to study up, uh, practice recording techniques and whatnot on Virginia Beach where Pharrell is from, you know, uh, something in the water, let's go. But uh, that's where I'm at right now, Virginia Beach. I'm originally from Wisconsin, but I spent four years uh, in Las Cruces, New Mexico. That's where I started off college, got my degree. And uh, yeah, I ended up here in Virginia, uh, soon to move over to Gator State. Nice. Yep. Yes, sir. Mm. Wisconsin, Dairyland. Mm. 
Yep. Yeah, home of the Packers, the Cheeseheads. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. Yes, Sarsky. <laughs> yes, Sarsky. How long have you been producing music for? Shoot. So I got a copy of Ableton and FL back in 2017 from my homie uh, with Sam. We call him the computer weasel back in high school. So he's my plug for uh, VSTIs, VSTs, uh, DAWs. Uh, so I used to spend a lot of time on his laptop in high school, before, after school, and at lunch. During periods, I'd actually skip class to just hop on his laptop and learn as much as I could about FL and Ableton that I could. So uh, in regards to my production journey, that's when I started producing on uh, computers and started taking everything seriously. It's when I was like 16, 17. Uh, but in regards to making music, uh, shoot, I've been playing saxophone since like fourth grade. I don't know how old I would have been. Maybe like, what, 11, 10, 11? So it's been quite a while. Yeah, but music has always, has always been a interest of mine. Yeah. yeah Do you play on any other instruments? So uh shoot alto sax is the only one that i can like pick up some sheet music and play but i've also learned how to play trumpet i fiddle a little bit around with the uh piano uh and i've also taken lessons for the clarinet yeah so but basically saxophone if you were to like throw me on stage and i had to pick an instrument to play in front of a bunch of people i'd pick the saxophone so so I want to I want to talk like kind of talk about something like funny the you know, kind of like because I think you were what, what class it, clown. What <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, throw it at me. Let's go. I'm ready. Well, I mean, I'm talking about like how you inboxed. Uh, you, I inboxed you, and you kind of you didn't know me at first, so you kind of like. <laughs> oh <laughs> my like, gosh! Yeah, like, I remember yeah. that. Dude, I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. I was at a party at the time, and I was super lit, bro. So you hit my DM, and I thought it was someone at the party DMing me for some music stuff. And I'm like, I don't know who you are. So, yeah. I'll have to send you a video. You you DM'd me right after some girl was trying to get a bunch of chicken from me. Because I had had a friend. I had, I had some girl that I met in college, and she was trying to, I don't know. I don't know what she's trying to do, but I was like, you know, whatever you're trying to do, we could probably do if you got me some chicken. <laughs> so she pulled through, got some, got me some chicken, and I just dipped, and I ran back to the party, and uh, some girl was trying to get my chicken and take my picture with chicken, because, you know, you know, it's just some black guy and with chicken at a party. So, so I was kind of peeved with with that, and then you messaged me, and I thought it was someone else trying to steal my clout. And and you're like, I yeah, I don't remember. I felt so bad, dude. I felt so bad the next day. I was like, damn, I really like this dude. He seemed like a great guy, and now he he probably thinks I hate him. Oh, so <laughs> my bad about that, bro. Yeah, my bad. No, it's all good. Yeah. Dude, that frat, that frat is crazy, man. I got kicked out like a week before someone got shot. Yeah, they're that they're that frat fraternity that got banned from NMSU. 
Uh, the the Kappa Sigma. Oof. Yeah. Kappa Sigma. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. Like, was he sh- like where, like, what body part? Body part was he? So in? suppose supposedly it was some part of some type of initiation ritual. They're out in Cloudcraft, and uh, somebody brought out a gun. You're supposed to like point a gun at someone while they jump over a fire to, I, I don't know, invoke or pro- promote, you know, trust. Uh, amongst brothers, and I guess there was a bullet in the gun, and someone got shot in the leg. So that's that's what happened. I think the dude ended up uh, that shot him ended up going to like jail or prison or something. But yeah, uh, yeah I don't know too much because I I left the frat like a week prior. So mm-hmm. yeah, man, frat stories. I was a frat boy for like two weeks. <laughs> crazy, crazy. And uh, like, did you did you join the frat? Did you become a frat boy just because you want to, or was there a specific? <laughs> yeah, well, you know, when you when you first get into college, I, I kind of like, kind of want to put my foot in the door in as many areas as I can. And I saw joining a fraternity as a great way of doing that. Just because of my first year in college, I was at DACC full-time, taking 21 credits, uh, doing EMS. So I felt like I lost out a little bit on campus activities at NMSU. So I was like, you know what? A lot of the people that I hang out with at NMSU are part of Kappa SIG, so why not join? So I ended up joining. And I have, I still have a lot of friends that are from Kappa SIG, uh, former members that I still talk to. But unfortunately, there's a lot of brothers that, uh, you know... We're not good people, you know, to the point where they'd shoot someone in the leg. Uh, but that was that was the reasoning. Uh, there's a lot of people that say like joining a frat is like paying for your friends, and I do not disagree with that. <laughs> and if I had the chance to join another fraternity, I probably would turn them down. So I had my fun. Yep, it's just jumping over fires and girls trying to get your chicken, man. That's what fr- yeah. frats are at NMSU. Yeah. Skirt skeet. Skeet skeet. Skeet skeet skirt skeet. Skeet skeet skirt skeet. There's a lot of S's. A lot of S's and a lot of L's. <clears throat> Kappa Sig. All right. I think you said you before. I think you said that you sa- you sample a lot of you sample a lot in your music tracks. Uh, like, oh, definitely, true? definitely. I sample all the time. It depends on what kind of mood I'm going uh, that I'm feeling, or what kind of direction I'm trying to go with whatever track I'm making. But uh, whenever I hear something unique, it could be like something as simple as me going on YouTube and seeing something I'm not recommended. I'll literally just export it to MP3, you know, using one of those online converters, and then I'll just sample it. Uh, one of the songs that I'd recently used a weird sample for was a song I have on SoundCloud called uh, Love Is All, and it uses a uh, choir performance of, I think, shoot, I'd have to look up the song real quick, but uh, it uses something from Berkeley uh, performance uh but it's the beatles all you need is love and it is a live performance i sampled it and chopped it up and then used it for a track 
So, uh, yeah, samples. I like using sample kits, you know, uh, all that shit that's recycled on Reddit. Uh, I got plugs out in El Paso from other producers that make the stuff uh, ground up, you know, mach using machine and whatever other synths that they have. Uh, but yeah, I guess on the end of the day, I just use whatever my ears like, you know, mm. nothing is off the table. Yeah. yeah. You also said that Om Omnisphere is one of your favorite. Uh, oh, plugins. dude. Omnisphere is GOAT. Omnisphere is life. Uh, recently, right now, I'm trying to get back into making possibly an electronic EP just so I have some more uh, girth to my SoundCloud selection. So right now, I'm messing around with Serum a little bit. I really like the presets. And I have some uh, producers out in El Paso sending me uh, uh, preset packages of different synths that they have already pre-programmed. So uh, right now, though, my favorite synths, if I had to give a top three, would be Serum, Omnisphere, and I'd have to go for uh, Morphine, Stock FL. So good. I love the sounds. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, like, uh, I've used, uh, I actually use Serum, like, most recently, and it's uh, crazy, you know. Oh, yeah, I see you um, using Serum all the time in class, man. It's such a good program. <laughs> yeah, such a good I was, I was, like I was also using it for... Kind of like a for a game jam thing, oh, for making Was sound chip tune stuff. Actually, uh, for making sword sounds like. <laughs> oh, dude, that is so clever! Yeah, oh, so little sound effects, huh? Yeah, sound effects and stuff. Oh, uh, I just wanted to say real quick. I think on a, even though you and me, we produce on the same program and we might use the same synths. I think we can relate on the fact that you kind of take dubstep and chiptune and mix it together and make your own kind of genre of music. Whereas I take electronic and hip hop and kind of mix those two together. Yeah. So in a sense, I guess we're kind of both pioneers, you know? Yeah, we're, we really, yeah. we really are. Mm -hmm. anyway. I mean, I also take, uh, kind of do like combine this harpsichord, uh, Classical, classical stuff, you know, I kind of take it and fuse it, fuse it with dubstep, bass music, and yeah. And, but yeah. Do you have any, what are your favorite uh, VSTIs to use or synths? Well, okay, there's Serum, uh, Hell yeah. Harmer, which is basically re resynthesis tool kind of like you said harmer yeah kind of it kind of like yep 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 i love harmer yep and i've also used well you know a silent silent one which is kind of like well kind of like yeah it's a synthesizer with you know uh i know what silent is yeah and stuff and also i recently i've done uh i've come across the gran granulizer the Freddy granulizer kind of like import a sample and you, you've heard of it. You've heard of it, right? Mm -mm. What version of FL is that on? I think it's uh granulizer. Not sure which version, but I think it's been been there for like since the day I first used it. So like, oh, for real? Shit. Well, I'm not sure. Well, it, really. must be, it must be 12 up. 
because you've been you've been using FL for quite a bit, haven't you? Yeah, I mean since 2013. Shit, yeah. So it's yeah. definitely on 12. Uh, do you do you have a preference in what version of FL you use? Because like whenever I see 20, it like grosses me out. To be honest, 20 and 11 and 13, like I cannot touch. Like, mm. but 12 looks so good, man. I don't know if it's like like whatever version of the software like you start on is what you prefer. So I'm just asking you. Yeah, like, I'm actually 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 use, using twelve right now, but I mean oh, I'm man. not real, I'm not really ver- uh, specifically I'm not specifically re- preferred to one one version. Mm-hmm. I mean I just like the uh, I like the you know the features there you know the you know yeah. the, the DAW. Yeah, like, word. Mm-hmm. Is it do it work best when you're alone or with your when you collaborate with other people? Mm, that's a good question. Mm. Um, you know, producing uh, by yourself versus with other people, it's a com- com- completely different environment. I've made a lot of bangers sitting by myself in a room or sitting in like Kenny Beats. Uh, group discord or skyping with friends cooking up or uh being out in el paso in the studio cooking up in a studio having a rapper rap over that or going over to people's houses and uh recording in their own home studios uh for me shoot i think my the most work gets done for me when i have a small group of people that i trust like that i know have good work ethics or good tastes in music uh, cause then like ideas fly, uh, our networking all kind of gets mashed up together. Uh, and people all have different ways that they navigate through FL. So you start seeing different ways to use the program. Uh, but yeah, big shout out to Sam, shout out to Yuri, shout out to Space Cadet, Crisscross, Madmax. Bro, shout out to everybody. Nader, Louie Lou, everybody. Yeah, so many big producers in uh, El Paso and Cruces. Yeah. Uh, uh, who was who this uh, guy? Who was this guy in our class who was like, you know, a, a rapper? To, uh, you know. Oh, Nico Steez? Oh, yeah. Ah, uh, Nico Steez, bro. He's more of a boom bap rapper. Mm. Uh, shoot, Mac Miller. He messes with uh shoot Tupac, Biggie, uh Run DMC, shoot, just anything old school. Yeah, man. Wife beater and some saggy jeans, man. And some some vintage mids, the 77s. That's Nico Steez. Mm-hmm. Yeah, bro. Yeah. Yeah. So I've worked with him as well. Mm-hmm. Uh more as a recording engineer rather than a producer uh he he messes with a a lot of boom bap like i said before uh lo-fi which i'm a little familiar with but normally i go over recording uh import all of his uh vocal stems onto ableton and then i mix and master there and send him back the tracks uh but yeah yeah shout out nico steez i love that dude Mm. Mm. yes sir
very talented people. All you just got to do is network. You'd be surprised. Like the person sitting right next to you, you, you don't know. Could be the next big thing. You yeah. don't know how much they can offer to you either. Yeah. True. Yeah. True, true. Networking is so important. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it's really the big move these days. The biggest. Uh, did you want to like tell the? Did you want to tell the story about like how you uh, like kind of threw like a freestyle uh, class? Like it was, oh, I did it, what? Sorry, what? It was in Lamai's Lamai's class. Uh, you threw like a. Was it was it you who did a like a freestyle, or? Oh, I think that was Nico. Yeah, I remember that. I think I uh I plugged up my laptop. I brought my laptop to class and I plugged it up to the speaker systems. They had whatever I forget what they were. What's that one speaker system where they have like some green glowing dancing man like stick figure? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. Ah, uh, yeah. But they plugged them up to those, and uh, I think I was just playing a beat, and Nico just started going crazy. <laughs> Dude started going crazy. I think we ended up recording that song. I'd have to go look at my projects for my clients, but yeah, that was awesome, man. I miss being in that class. That was honestly one of my favorite working environments. Was just sitting down there. So many people eager to learn, and so many ideas just everywhere, man. Yeah. Yeah, I miss Lamaya, miss Nico, miss seeing you working on Serum, work yeah. with Serum every day. Shit was great. Big old MSI laptop. <laughs> yeah. Oh uh, yeah. I also miss my old, my old MSI laptop. Oh, dude, rest in peace. I I remember that story, man. Bro. Dude, I'm so paranoid of my stuff getting stolen. I have two backup SSDs. Just so even if my backup SSD <laughs> backup SSD gets uh, stolen, I have my backup SSD's backup SSD. Yeah. Backup. Laptops are replaceable, but the, the files are not. Uh, yeah. I've had all my files go missing before. So a lot of my uh, beginning files uh, from when I started messing with FL are gone. So I learned my lesson early on, and I'm glad I did. Because the music I'm making right now, dude, just leaps and bounds in quality uh, compared to like the like trash that I was putting out for like a year when I first got FL. Yeah. Yes, Sarsky. Yes, sir. So uh, moving on, uh, did you want to like tell? <laughs> I haven't checked it out, but yet, but you sent in a uh, track through my email, right? Mm hmm. Yes, sir. You want to like tell no the the viewers what what it is, what it is like what the oh yeah so what I sent you is uh is one of ten beats that I'm uploading to Beat Stars uh from a bunch of stuff that I made last night or last week mm -hmm. uh I'm a firm believer in making a beat a day so sometimes I'll be working ten twelve hour shifts at my job right now uh, saving up for college. And I'll get home and I'll just be deadbeat tired. And I'll have like six hour, six hours before I have to get back into work. But I'll be like, you know what? I'm not able to make uh, a melody right now with MIDI, but I'm going to pull up a loop and uh, work with that and make a quick beat. Just kind of, you know, exercise your brain. You know, it's like a muscle. You have to uh, keep it fine tuned. So 
that beat that I sent you uses a loop uh, from Who's Weiler, I believe. Let me see. Honestly, I forget what beat I sent you. <laughs> but uh, no, it's Who's Weiler. It's called German Red. But uh, I whipped it up in like 10, 15 minutes. And yeah. What is the track called German? German Red. German Red? I think. I think. Yeah, just. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, I just grabbed whatever was in the folder and sent it to you. All of them are bangers, so I'm not too worried. Have you ever done any like selling beats to anyone? Oh, dude, I uh, I've offered up recording services before, and I've also worked out in a music studio out in El Paso as a recording assistant intern. So uh, there was money to be made out there. Uh, rates changed depending on what artist was coming in. Uh, how, like a whatever block uh, that they ended up purchasing, if they wanted their stuff to be mixed and mastered, you know. But uh, recently now, even though I know BeatStars is kind of dead, I kind of believe in going through the motions, you know, uh, and practicing uploading and publishing stuff, making those sales. But uh, I put up a beat, uh, sold an unlimited lease for like 145 bucks, which was pretty nice. Uh, so that was that. Uh, splits are important if you collab with another artist. So I gave my boy 50% since he, uh, he made the loop. But I did make the beat and produce it and everything. So, uh, but yeah, 145, split it down the middle, and uh, walked away happy with uh, ambition. Uh, ambition to make a bunch of more. So, not make a bunch more. So, I have 10 beats in a folder that I've been yeah. meaning to post up there. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the beat was a hyper pop beat. Hyper pop. Uh, yep. Vanilla Aviary with Mad Max. And also, uh, did you want to kind of go into depth, like, because I know you kind of exp- uh, explain what music beds are. Like, do, do you want to explain explain to explain to the viewers what they are? Oh, sure. So normally when I'm talking about music beds, I'm referring to radio work. Uh, a music bed is basically kind of like a background, back, sorry, background noise. Nah. So, so sorry, I was going to say Foley audio, but that's not, that's not it. That's like sound effects and stuff. But, um, a sound bed is basically something that you put in the background of, a in the, of like, you know, someone talking, whether it's like broadcast, uh, maybe someone talking, uh, on radio, if it's like an advertisement or if it's one of our hosts speaking. So, so like, uh, like it goes like behind com- commercials. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, you might hear someone on, uh, you know, you're now listening to KGRT. Like, what's up? This is Taylor Tanay. 
you know, we got beautiful weather outside, you know, forecast is looking sunny. Watch out for that traffic on uh, whatever uh, highways that we have in Cruces, because I <laughs> kind of forgot about them. But while they're talking and doing all that stuff, there's background music. Uh, it's called a music bed. Uh, normally, you grab a file, make sure that uh, the talent at the time, their audio is peaking at zero. You know, you might have to put a limiter there and then uh, reduce the sound levels for the background music uh, down a little bit. And uh, that's it. It helps get, uh, reduce uh, the noise floor or mask it. So if you have like a fan running, maybe someone didn't realize they had a fan running or some white noise, it helps mask that up. Mm-hmm. So very important. Yeah. yeah. I, so I, I, and I think uh, music bets would, would also include like corporate music, like, you know, you've heard, oh, 100%. You've heard of it. <laughs> Yeah, man, I'd go as far to say that like some background music and like video games and stuff would be considered music beds. Yeah. Uh, and if you are a genuinely, genuinely interested in becoming a music producer, you can go freelance and you can offer packages of sound beds to clients or work for a company and produce a bunch of sound beds for them. Uh, that way, if you're working for a radio station or news or maybe you're working on a video game and you need uh background music for some type of scene or maybe the start screen or end screen uh you know you have a pool of stuff that you're able to easily just look up a name or a vibe that you're trying to go for like maybe someone recently passed away you might want something meek or uh sedimental uh you can just type in those words and i'll search it up on the on your music bed uh you know dump and uh yeah and find whatever is appropriate. Yeah. Very easy. Very easy. There's money to be made. Money. Making money. In beats. Yes, sir. Make that money. Yep. Gotta get that cheese. Yeah, gotta get that cheese on Wisconsin. <laughs> so, uh, who are who are your, like, favorite uh, rap artists right now? Man. Favorite rap artists, man. So Kendrick Lamar is always going to be up there. You know what I mean? He's always going to be up there. But uh, I have a playlist of different songs that I like to take styles from, uh, whether it's like the hi-hat patterns or maybe the 808, how it's distorted. And I like to kind of copy that and put it into my music. Um, I think it's good technique. But uh, if I'm going to go off of my rappers that I listen to right now, uh, Young Thug, J. Cole, Travis Scott, Young M.A., Lil Wayne I listen to still. There's a guy named J.I., and he's a really good artist. Uh, But if I would name my top three that I'm listening to right now, it would be Gunna. uh, It would be Gunna, Don Tolliver. Shoot. And then I'd have to go Young Thug. Young Thug or Lil Uzi. I love all of them. Yeah, yeah man. I, I think, yeah, I think uh, Lil, Lil Uzi, like, kind of also did, like, a kind of a, like, a song with the sample, sample from a, a video game. Oh, yeah, the pinball. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. That song wasn't the best, but I like the idea behind it. In my personal opinion, I don't know. It was like, I liked the, 
the idea of the song, but it just didn't turn out the way I think that it should have. Hmm. That's just me personally. I don't know. Hmm. I do know, actually. I'm firm on that. Yeah. Firm on that. Firm. Yeah, you can recognize a sample being used in the background, but there was nothing else that was special about the song. The bars were okay. Uh, the 808 was nice. The sound selection was good, but I think the BPM was kind of slow, kind of dragged on. I just wasn't engaged as a listener, you know? So th those are my thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, dude's a trendsetter. He starts waves and people ride him, so he's important to hip-hop culture, mm. you know? And he's like the the core of uh, hyper pop, which is something that I like to produce for. So, yeah, those are my thoughts on him. Yeah. Shoulder rolls. Yep. Yes, sir. Uh, yes. Oh, I think you said you were working on uh, a collaboration EP with uh, for, for a class you did with some rappers and singers oh dude i'm not gonna lie so that's what i wanted my final for the class to be i wanted to get a bunch of different local rappers and uh producers from the area and kind of make something but unfortunately cruises even though we do have a lot of talent we have a lot of people that are lazy or you know they just life gets in the way i guess for some other people but um, I ended up taking a bunch of songs that I had made or co-produced with a bunch of my friends or uh, local producers, yeah. uh, whether it was using loops or using sound packs that I had given me. But I grabbed a bunch of those, and then I grabbed a bunch of uh, uh, dirty acapellas off of YouTube, Mitch matched them up, and kind of did DJ work. So that's how that ended up going. But if I was able to collaborate with any artist that was in Crucis, I would 100% go for Takoy. I love Takoy. Mm, uh, yeah, Takoy is awesome, bro. Mm -hmm. Yeah, love Takoy. Love Takoy. Mm. King of Lo-Fi. Yeah. Uh, do you listen to uh, Lo-Fi lo much? Uh I'll listen to Lo-Fi when I'm listening to Takoy. Uh, there's some other producers that I know that uh, produce Lo-Fi, like Normal uh, and London. Uh, he's a guy out here in Virginia, but uh, shoot. That's not what I'm typically listening to as of right now. But yeah. yeah I, uh, oh, what's that? Uh, I think there was a guy. Yeah, there's also BS, BSD.U. BSD.U. Uh, yeah, he's like, he's also a kind of a sick producer too. Like, oh, bad. With the, kind of goes for some trappy beats, but sometimes for uh, examples of kind of like, oh, you know, melodic stuff. Bad. He's a dude from Canada. Mm. Possibly. I think. <laughs> All right. I'm going to look him up after this. BSD. Yeah. 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 I saw. Do, do you have any, like, any stuff you plan to, uh, to put out in the future? Um, I feel like the only thing that I'm focused on right now is 
establishing my name as a producer and starting to pump out collabs with uh, other artists. Mm-hmm. So in regards to larger projects, I think I just want to fill up my Instagram with just tags, mentions, just anything and everything. So when people look at my name, uh, you know, they're just bombarded with a bunch of different quality work that I've done. I think the biggest project that I can want for myself right now is to be able to type up Idis and on Google mm-hmm. and have my name show up as a producer. That's my biggest thing. Yeah, that's the ultimate ultimate goal. That's the ultimate goal for the next yeah. year or two. And to get verified on Instagram. Yeah. Gotta get that verification check. Yeah, Mark. bro. The blue check, that's all that matters. All blue that matters. All... Yeah, blue checks and blue bands, bro. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I think it would be nice to put out like an electronic EP. I want stuff that's deviant, weird chords. Uh, what do you call them? Accidentals. I want polyphonic sounds. I want I want songs I want sounds to be like off by a few cents so it just doesn't sound right. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. I want mixed mixed time signatures. Yeah, all of that, all of that. Yeah, like seven four. Dude, seven four. Yeah. Bro. Yeah, there's a yeah there's this kind of like meme, meme in the dubstep community like, who you know kind of like some guy named called Phonon, put out, you know. Song called Polyrhythm, like it's seven four dubs. Oh, Polyrhythm. Yeah. The puns. Yeah. That's funny. People are going crazy over it. <laughs> yeah, that sounds yeah. very cool. Uh, do you have any fun stories? Don't. About producing. I mean, you can. It can be about producing or, uh, life in general. I. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't tell too many people this, but I started producing on, you know, the play. Are you play PlayStation or Xbox boy? Um, I'm neither do. Oh, yeah, you're Steam. I'm Steam too, bro. But anyways, there's a game called Little Big Planet, and I got this game when I was like in fifth grade. And there's a game. It was like the second version of the game, and. In the game, there was a mu- music sequencer, and you would open it up, and it would be a little DAW, right? Mm-hmm. So this was this was when I was like maybe eleven. I was probably I was ten or eleven. I had no idea what a digital audio workplace was. I was just like so stoked that I was able to put little instruments in this program, and I was able to program stuff, and it would make music. So I fiddled around with that a bunch. Uh, when I was in fifth grade, like I would get done with school, I would hop on my 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 PlayStation and I would just start making music like all night, every weekend. That's what I would be doing, making music. So eventually, uh, we moved down to Cruces. Uh, I wasn't playing video games too much because I went to my early college high school, yeah. and um, I met with Sam, told him my interest in making music, and he showed me what FL was. So that's how I transitioned over there. So I guess in the end of the day, I wasn't really given a boat, you know, 
to set sailing on my adventure to becoming the producer that I'm aspiring to be. Yep. But I I made I made a boat for myself. You know, yep. everyone can't be a great producer, but a great producer can come from anywhere. Yep. Yeah. That's my funny story or inspirational story. Inspirational. Yeah. I think I, th I think it's more inspirational than just the haha story. Yeah. Hmm. Very <laughs> inspirational. <laughs> Mary, yeah, dude. Kind of teary-eyed. Yeah. <laughs> little little eleven-year-old Taylor, eye dust, mm -hmm. making beats. So if you if you haven't noticed by now, a lot of my music is like electronic. The reason it's electronic is because a lot of the sounds that I was using when I was like real little, developing my sound, they were all the electronic sounds. So I don't know. That's just or that's just what I vibe with. That's just what I like. Like I hear it and it just makes me happy. So yeah. that's why my sound is the way it is. Yeah. Yeah. It's so important. That's like the biggest thing for a producer, like is to find your sound, yeah, you know, so get locked in with the, the sounds that you like, the chord progressions, the style of music, your favorite DAW favorite way of producing whether it's like you know with a midi keyboard drum pad you know if you're a, you you know you grab your mouse and you click all the midi in like that's all important your connections your networking yeah i think it's more i think it's even more important than ever just to kind of find your unique sound than trying to than trying to be like uh trying to be uh, big perfect yeah kind of yeah, yeah. Kind, of, kind of cause i think that's relatable and this advice could apply to the dubstep community which is actually you know at the moment over oversaturated with producers well yeah well dubstep mm. and you know, this uh rhythm word i'm feeling that I'm feeling that over here too with all the music production. Yeah. Like, you would be surprised how many times you go into a music studio, uh, a session, and an artist is pulling up some beat that they bought off of YouTube with like, that's like clipping everywhere with the 808. <laughs> yeah, rather than have you cook something up for them. It's crazy. But in the end of the day, like, all you really can do is develop your sound perfect it and then find people that vibe with your sound because eventually like if you if you're just being becoming a clone like all you are is a clone like you're going to be competing against multiples of yourself but if you're able to you know make your own sound like you doing the rhythm and chip tune mixing it together like that gives you your own identity that people will like go and seek your sound out for like yeah man so like that's the most important part yeah. takes a little yeah. bit for things to get running but it's sure worth it when you have people coming up for to you you know to get your sound or your music mm -hmm. yeah and i think it's okay to kind of interpret you know a little bit of you know of that mainstream you know uh mainstream those mainstream sounds but you know oh, mix, yeah. it with, mix it with you know mix it with your own sound like definitely or whatever you're 
like yeah yeah like in the end of the day you got to rem- remember that like the audience that you're trying if you're trying to sell beats and whatnot you're not selling to other pr- producers you're selling to artists that want to put their their ideas down to to paper you know they they want to vibe with your music so yeah. if you're giving them something that's completely unrelatable that they can't vibe with like if i were to give them some weird honky electronic music with like like bpm automation clips going left and right the panning you know all this weird time sick nobody's gonna mess with that but if i give them some some real easy music to listen to that's still electronic and carries that sound but with the trap hats and the you know the bass boosted 808s and whatever like they're gonna vibe with it you know so you just got to keep your demographic in mind when you're making demographics yeah yeah i really get to know you know kind of find your audience rather than Mm -hmm. just appealing to fitting with crowds i mean that's not the move the most important part is putting music out there and you know because no one's going to be able to find you if you're hiding in the sense that you don't put your music out. So I learned a lot about that when I moved out here. That's when I initially made my Instagram and started showing my beats to people. Yeah. And people, some some people that I've had like on my like friend list on Facebook and Instagram and Snapchat, some of them didn't even know that I made music prior to me making that Instagram. Mm-hmm. And I was, my boosts and plays were like were astronomical. Like I was getting a few hundred more plays and it may not seem like nothing like getting 59 or 60 views on an instagram video or 100 or 200 views but that's like 200 people that went out of their way to listen to your song and it feels even more better it feels even better when you see them saving a uh a, a beat commenting liking it asking you like how you make whatever sharing it it's pretty crazy you know yeah astronomical make yourself visible make yourself visible stop being that hidey hole yeah not really yeah get out of that rock that you're under man yeah yeah bask in the sun like a wizard yeah yeah get sunburned yeah squirt blood out of your eyes (laughs) (laughs) cut off your tail I don't know what do what do lizards do? Eat a bug. Eat a bug. Uh, aren't they the same animals who turn invisible? <laughs> I think. Oh man, or is that a, that's not an iguana? I don't know, man. A chameleon. I don't know. That's a chameleon. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Be, be whatever you want. Yeah. Be whatever you want. Yeah. Except a clone. Except a clone. If you're a clone, you're a loser. You're saturating the market. Get out of here. We don't want you. Bro, and at least, like, God, man, some of these clones are garbage. Like, they try and be, like, a cl- like for whatever producer, and it's just trash. It is so, it just does not hit. It's like, it's like, some of these clones are, like, yeah. it's like you crack open a thing of Pepsi, but you're, like, this tastes weird. You know, you're sipping on it, and you remove the wrapper, and it's, like, some weird, like, walmart cola like it just doesn't hit the same you know what i mean yeah yeah don't be a clone unless you're a good clone then you can be a clone but if you're not a good clone don't be a clone because you're not a clone you're a clown yeah. you know? 
Sure. Yeah. Bad clones are clowns. Yep. Yeah, don't be a clone, be a, cl a king. King. Or a queen. Yep. You know, whatever. Equality. Equality. Yep. I know this is kind of vague, but do you think uh -huh. the hip-hop industry is booming right now? Man, I think there's a lot of white people that listen to hip-hop. A lot of white young people. Uh, which I think accounts for a lot of the demographic, uh, you know, in a sense, yeah. since hip hop and quote urban music is black music, original like black music, yeah. uh, you know, they're kind of appropriating it in the sense that they're making it cool to listen to it. So, in a sense, I guess hip hop or rap is trending. You know, we got we even got a we got country music that has like the trap hats and whatever, but uh, and the chant vocals, the vox, but uh, you know, I don't know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it's booming. I think it's here to stay. I think it's established in the United States yep. and other countries. Yep. Uh, I don't think it's going to be going anywhere soon. Mm -hmm. But yeah, man. So you mentioned yeah. You also mentioned you were in uh, in early college uh, high school, or what was it called? It was called Arrowhead Park Early College High School. Hmm. Yeah. It was like a college prep school. Statistically, they don't do well. And this school was garbage. It was so bad. Yeah, would highly not recommend going to that school unless your aspirations in life do not like exceed getting an associate's degree in science. Yeah, just I would like, highly recommend not going to that school. Like, what's bad, bad about? What's bad about? The, the bad thing is, uh, a lot of the professors and teachers that you get, they're I think they're called dual credit teachers, so they have to get a certificate to teach in the LCPS district. Uh, as well as DACC. Uh, however, getting your license to teach at DACC, whatever way that you end up getting that, the credentials that are required are so much lower than NMSU. So it's, you kind of get what you pay for. And unfortunately for a lot of these kids, uh, they get really bad uh, teachers. Like one of my, my first class that I had, and I will never forget this, Dr. Flores, I, I honestly don't know if this was a doctor or not, for med term, this man literally just stopped showing up like three weeks in class, into, into the semester. We had like eight units that we had to cover, and we only, only ended up getting through two. Dude would come into class and start rambling on about like elephants giving birth in parking lots and marijuana and like illegals and a bunch of stuff, and then he would just be gone for weeks at a time until... Uh, the last week came and uh, we had to study for our final. So keep in mind, we only studied like two units this entire semester. Uh, yeah, shit was crazy. Wait, so so for for so he wasn't in the he didn't teach at all in the class. No, or? he taught two units over the course of an entire semester, man. Crazy. Like he he wasn't present in the classroom. He was he time. would literally not show up. It was, <laughs> it was wild. I can't even make this up. 
Yeah, would have run the classroom. Nobody, nobody. We'd stand out the door for fifteen minutes and then leave. Yeah. So like that's that's the quality of teachers that you get, bro. That was my first class that I had at. Like, so it's no, like, yeah. No, nobody so the, even, no, nobody even notices. Like you guys. No. <laughs> so here, yeah. So here's the zinger. So here it is. So you try and talk to administration and in school, because like I'm not the only one that's you know not having this class that I have scheduled like every other day, and uh, they just they just do not care. They do not care about you. They don't care about your academics, your achievements. The only, like your success, the only thing they care about is whether uh, you graduate or not, like high school. They don't care about your GPA, you getting your associate's degree, whatever. Uh, so I'd sit down with my guidance counselor and be like, listen, man, he'd be like, why is your grade so low in this midterm class? And I'd be like, well, it's because uh, we've only had one test. I didn't do too well because it was covering test questions that weren't in our unit that we had to study. And uh, my teacher hasn't shown up for like seven weeks. And then, I, and then he'd be like, you're capping, bro. <laughs> capping. And I'd be like, I don't know what to do in this situation. So then my report card would be like straight A's and a D, you know, for my first. It, it's just crazy. I could ramble on about it all day, but yeah, man. Yeah, bro. bro. Professors that don't show up to class. You got teachers fondling students. Like, huh. shit's crazy. Yeah. 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 That's arrowhead for you, man. Don't ever send your st- if you ever have a kid, do not send them to that school. Yeah. Unless they change within the, the next two decades. Mm-hmm. It's like a figurehead school. Yeah. They have it just to have it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm still bitter about it if you can't tell. Yeah. <laughs> but it's all good. Yeah. I, for, I kind of forgot to ask this question. It's kind of a technical music question, but I think. Uh, okay. Um, so, how do you uh, go about your mix and master process? Ooh. So, I love using. Man, I know. Okay. Oh. So. Basically, I know I know what the proper mixing techniques are. You know what I mean? Yeah. You gotta pick sound selection that are across your your whatever your equal your your scale and frequencies, just so they don't clash. Yep. Uh, you know, a lot of people kind of filter out different frequencies so they don't collide in sample packs that I'll be using for like single shots, uh, or if it's like some type of presets that I'm using in a. Uh, one of my third-party VSTIs, mm-hmm. uh, but personally, uh, what I do is I just kind of throw everything together, and then I'll make all the sounds dry. I'll go into my master, switch everything to mono, just so I can get all the levels right. And then once I'm in mono uh, and have everything mixed, I'll switch it to stereo, and then I'll start putting all of my effects on so they're not uh, dry anymore. Uh, during this process, I'll take all of my faders and put them down to negative dB, raise them up slowly, just so I can have everything uh, sounding even, just so I start off with a clean slate. Um, I like my audio levels capping at like 3 to, uh, I would say anywhere from 12 to 3 uh, for music production, 
for anything audio in regards to audio for like advertisements or client recordings for radio, uh, my audio is always going to be peaking at uh, at zero just because of the loudness wars that happen in broadcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, those are my techniques. Right now I'm mixing on some KRK uh, Rocket 5s Gen 3s, mm-hmm. and then I have my Audio-Technica M50Xs that I got from uh, Hubbard's Music. Uh, shout out Hubby, Jacob Hubbard, Chance Hubbard. Uh, but yeah, those are my tech, uh, techniques. I just, I, the big, the biggest thing is I know that you got to do your car tests, got your Apple headphone tests, you got the speaker tests, the headphone tests. Uh, but yeah, and then you got to send it to friends and get their, uh, their input. So that's my mixing technique. It's more, it's more of an art rather than a, mm-hmm. you know, what are the right and wrong things to do? But yeah, that's those so, are my techniques. So about the you know the testing it on di- sound different sound systems. Do, do you actually re- would you recommend that to any other genre of producers? Dude, every genre of producers, man, because yeah. you gotta you gotta keep in mind that you're making music for people to listen to, and people listen to music on everything. You know, it's not like every single person that is listening to your music is going to be listening to them on a pair of KRKs plugged into Scarlet. Like you got to keep in mind, a lot of these people are going to be on their iPhones with their, uh, with their AirPods or whatever, listening to music there. So you got to make sure that it sounds good on all platforms. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately that might mean removing some of the lows or the highs on some parts, the mids, you know, lowering the volume for different, uh, for different yeah. sounds. It all, it just all depends. Yeah. Yeah. People. Yeah. People are gonna, you know, let, nowadays listen to, you know, with AirPods, you know, as you said. Yeah. Bluetooth, uh, Bluetooth headphones, even, uh, you know, Dollar Dollar Tree. Uh, oh, earphones. dude! Nope. <laughs> Get out of here with that. <laughs> <laughs> if I catch anybody listening to my music on some Dollar Tree headphones, I'm literally gonna snip the snip the headphones right there. Yep. I can't. Don't ever put, yeah. Don't put that disrespect on my name, man. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just playing. I'm just playing. I'm just playing, just, man. Just bring up to the, to those, uh, to those people walking out of the the Dollar Tree. And just went up to them, cut, cut, cut the headphones off. and take off. Yeah, with the scissors. <laughs> man, can you imagine? Can you imagine just holding up a a Dollar Tree? You know, you got the gat in the back, and you're like, "Give me all of your dollar headphones." You just burn them in the parking lot. Yeah, that's what they deserve. Yeah, Shit, not whoever's putting these out there, man. Like, come on. And they're being sold for a dollar. It's like, how much do they produce them for? Man, can you imagine being the manager of a company that makes those? Like, what do you do for a living? What's your What's your you know, What's your route to the successful life that you have? You're like, oh, bro. I just make these dollar headphones for Dollar General for the Dollar Tree and I sell them off, you know? We're very successful. Man, I I don't know. I'd I'd punch that dude in the throat. Injustice to music. Hands down. Hands down. Hands up, square up. Yep, square up. Punch him in the throat. Punch him in the jaw. God damn. I love to break the law. Kenny Beats.
Zach Fox, square up. I, um, do, so do you, do you still freestyle freestyle these days? Oh, dude, I'm not going to lie. I have no songs that I've rapped on. I don't think I ever will. There's one song. I have one song that I've that I have that I'd like to rap on. Uh but I'm not a rapper. I'm a producer first. Yeah. Uh just cuz I know it may sound weird just cuz my prod tag is iDest. But I think it's easier to, for me to convey the emotions that are in my head or the the you know the main moral of a song or the 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 idea behind the song with the instruments you know or the sampling rather than rapping on it mm. uh that's just me personally you know i don't know man like i spent so many years playing a saxophone and saxophones can only make one noise at a time yeah. and then i pull up fl and i have a piano so right then and there it's like multiple notes and then it's like, oh shit, I'm able to use samples. These aren't even like instrument sounds. I'm able to use acapellas, you know? I'm able to combine the two together. It's just, there's so much going on and there's so much control over what kind of sound you get out of the audio that it's like, you can make such a powerful song with just using samples and audio clips and synths without any lyrics at all. Yeah. Uh, so. Yeah, I think this goes for yeah. Basically, the potential is huge for basically making music in the computer compared to yeah. Definitely, I it's just a yeah or yeah man completely defeats the purpose of playing an instrument for me right now as a producer. Eventually, I might need to get a decent mic for recording something with that uh, recording and uh, saxophone. Or yeah. some instruments and using that for a sample or whatever but playing the sax at this point is a novelty for the genre that i'm in right now so all of my focus and attention and interest has always been in this music production stuff mm-hmm. yeah so that's where i'm at right now yeah yeah i think i've asked uh all the questions i have um do you have anything else to say? Um, shoot. Thanks for having me, man. I appreciate your time letting me speak. Yep. You know, shit. This is this is iDest signing out. Thanks, guys, for tuning into Cold Podcast 04 with iDest. Woo! 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 Woo. <laughs> 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 <laughs>